We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NFL is here. We're back. DFS is back. 2022 week one. Let's ride. Happy week one, everybody. It is Friday morning. That means it's time for the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. I told myself I wouldn't say baseball, and I did it, so that's good. Uh, we are. This is the DFS uh, DFS podcast. We'll be talking all things DFS. I am Scott Jensen. Joined, as always, on Friday mornings by Ryan Belongi. I've been practicing the last name all summer, and I think I've nailed it finally. It only took a full year of me uh, me, me butchering your last name. Ryan, It's uh, we're back. It's really good to see you. I love doing this podcast with you, so thanks for coming back. Um, how's everything? How's your summer? I know you. I know you won a bunch of money in DFS soccer, so I think you've had a pretty darn good summer. Yeah, likewise, Scott. It's good to be back with you. Um, had a really good summer. I won the King of the Pitch on DraftKings, which is their big yearly contest. Um, awesome for a hundred thousand. That was really nice. Uh, my biggest score ever. So it's it's helped make uh, for a really nice summer. And um, you know, we've been grinding baseball and UFC and soccer and some of the other sports, but. It's really nice to get back into football now. I know, I know a lot of people, football is their favorite sport to watch, favorite sport to gamble on. Um, DraftKings has, you know, the, the biggest contests of any sport. So much money to win this year. So, yeah, I'm just I'm excited to, to get into it. Yeah, you and me both. I, you know, I, I obviously everybody that knows me knows I'm a pretty big uh, fantasy baseball player. So I've been grinding that. But like a week ago. I started to really get the itch. Uh, I'm excited for the 49er season. I love I love DFS. You know, I play season long uh, football, so I'm actually driving to Vegas right after we get off. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm doing the NFFC primetime draft tomorrow. Uh, so my wife and I are driving out there for a night. So I got a lot of season long going on. But uh, football is the one sport where DFS for me is really the, the 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 part of it I enjoy. I don't play a lot of DFS baseball. Just I'm always grinding the season long, and it's hard to kind of you know root and figure out multiple things. And I'm, I'm doing stuff like that, but football DFS. It's fun. It's just built for it. You know, it's just one week, boom, we, we get our results and we're done. Um, but week one is interesting. Week one and like 18 are probably the two that are most unique. You know, 18, I, I, you know, it's, it's 18 now, but 18 is like that a lot of guys are sitting and we got guys we haven't heard of that are playing. But week one, you know, we have no info. We have no stats. So we have no results. We have no target share to drop back on. We've just got to, you know, trying to figure out usage from, you know, a lot of guys don't play in the preseason anymore, too. Like the Rams last night, none of those guys played in the preseason. 
And Cam Akers gets three carries and doesn't play. Allen Robinson gets two targets. It's like, oh my gosh. Like it, without the preseason, we just don't have any stats. Uh, we don't have any usage. Salaries on, on drafting to were set like a month ago. So we don't have a lot of like huge injuries that really like make guys obvious plays, but there's obviously some mispricing. There's some stuff here. Um, how do you attack week one as compared to all the other weeks when we're like, oh, well, you know, we see all these stats, we see what's happening. Um, how do you deal with week one? Because it's definitely the toughest week from that angle. Yeah, I think I think you just have to embrace the unpredictability. Yeah. I mean, like you said, there's going to be so much stuff like the Cam Akers thing. I mean, you're going to have situations like that, you know, happening in every game, basically. And um, yeah, there's no I wouldn't say, you know, just obvious plays based on the pricing. You mentioned there's some uh, mispriced players, but I don't think it's too obvious. And yet you still will end up with um, certain players that you know become popular become chalky and this is this is the week to fade them because yeah people just don't know as much and I, I was looking at a, a stat about the week one contest the last few years on DraftKings and the average winning lineup um, for the for the big for the big contests had a cumulative ownership percentage of seventy five percent so if you think about that it's really about three chalky guys and most of those lineups had three or four. Uh, single digit owned players. So, you know, these are players that you might not hear us talk about. You might, you know, listen to other podcasts and read other stuff. You know, you might like a guy and not hear anybody talk about him or, you know, those are the guys you want to take chances on in, in tournaments. Uh, th those are the guys that usually win. Uh, yeah. These contests. And I think a lot of this week is like guys on new teams where they, you know, they're priced lower, but their roles going to change are rookies. Like we have a, we'll talk when we get to ride to see cheap wide receivers. We have a lot of cheap rookie, rookie wide receivers that could be great players. Like who knows where the next Randy Moss rookie season is, but a lot of them won't do anything. Like we had a lot of guys last year where, you know, they just never really, never really flashed, but there's some guys who just take over too. So it's uh you know, it's tough to, uh, tough to figure out those rookies, but there's, you're right. The opportunities there, they're cheap. There's, there's opportunity with targets, um, and we'll talk about some in Atlanta, some in Pittsburgh. You know, there might be a lot of opportunities there. So uh, it's a fun week, but it's a, it's a difficult week just because you can't like lean back on. Well, I, I watched the game last week and this guy had 13 targets. They're clearly using him this way. There's not a lot of that breaking it down, but um, it's a, it's always fun. It's good to have it back. Let's look at the slate. We've got 13 games on the slate. So obviously a full slate. We had a game uh, game last night. There's a Sunday night game and a Monday night game. Uh, Monday night's Denver, Seattle. Sunday night, I believe, is Tampa and Dallas. So some some decently big name teams are there, but we got a lot of uh, a lot of big name teams playing. We have uh, nine games on the early slate, four in the late. Interesting enough, like three of the best games are the late games, and three of the higher total games. There's like one game over forty six in the morning. There's three of four in the afternoon. So I think this is gonna have a lot of uh, a lot of late hammers going on with uh, with, with lineups. So a lot of a lot of those late games are big. A lot a lot of a lot of low total games too. I think that might be a reflection. I think we noticed it last year. You and I talked about it. Kind of midpoint in the NFL last year, we realized scoring was down. Those overrunners really came down uh, from the year before. So I think we're, we're seeing that kind of start the year. But uh, a couple of really high total games. We have the uh, the Chiefs and the Cardinals, obviously a couple of big quarterbacks here with Mahomes and Kyler Murray. A lot of talent on both sides of the, the ball here. No DeAndre Hopkins, but still the total there is 53 and a half. Raiders Chargers, a uh, big rivalry game, uh, rematch of uh, week 18 last year. Total over under uh, on that one is 52. Um Either of those games jump out to you as like, oh my god, that's the one I want to stack the whole time, or do you you're fading either games? How do you feel about the two uh, the two games that are over fifty? Yeah, the the Chiefs game the Chiefs game does look really good to me. Yeah. Uh, it, it looked really good to me when I first opened the slate about yeah. a month ago, um, and for a couple reasons, you know, from an X's and O's standpoint, 
the Chiefs, you know, have one of the top offensive lines in the league, and this Arizona team has one of the worst defensive lines. So it sets up good for Mahomes to just have time for the most part. Yeah. And um, with Tyreek Hill gone now, uh, his playmakers are all sort of underpriced on DraftKings. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, new addition. He's only 5,200. He's going to be one of those popular players. Yeah. Um, Travis Kelsey, definitely underpriced at 6,600. You know, it, it wouldn't have been surprising to see him 7,500 or more uh, in this spot. Um, and then you have, you know, Valdez Scantling and uh, Nicole Hardman under 5K. So there's just a lot of guys. Yeah, the, you can play any of those KC guys and feel good about it. At least I can. And I don't know, like that's going to be a popular spot, but <clears throat> it's not going to end up being like, the chalky spot, like you mentioned, uh, the ownership is going to be sort of spread around across those four games with the highest total. I think, I don't know. I've just, I've, I've checked out some other content and, you know, people didn't seem to be as high on the chiefs as me, which, which was surprising. You know, they're not the trendy team that they, that they used to be, but this looks like a really good spot. I don't, I don't know. What do you think? What, what jumped out to you? What jumped out to me is on Tuesday, where Mahomes came out and said, yeah, you fancy football players, good luck picking the right receiver because it's going to be a different guy every week. And you're like, well, great. That's it. He's like, yeah, you better pick right. And I'm well, thanks, Patrick. That, that helps a lot. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you've got Kelsey, but like, I don't think we know which receiver is going to be. I mean, you're kind of picking in the dark at this point. I mean, I think that, you know, Hardman's the fast guy that can, you know, can is, is like Tyreek in, in terms of the speed. Juju, obviously was really good two or three years ago, but does he still have it? And then, uh, you know, MVS, like, can he catch the ball? You know, A-Rod stopped throwing the ball to him because he kept dropping it. But mm -hmm. it's just going to be tough, and someone's going to hit on the receiver that is the, the number one. We just don't know who it is yet. But uh, Raiders Chargers, I think if anybody's ever listened to this podcast, knows uh, my uh, my the way I feel about Justin Herbert. So I think that game will be popular just because of the fact that everybody's been drafting Herbert all offseason. He's, he's so fun and so popular. But uh, we will get into all those games. Uh, a note on the low totals. There's a lot of games that are under 45. I'll fire through them real quickly. But we got Niners-Bears is 40 and a half. Uh, really good defense on the Niners there. And there could be some weather in that game too. Saints-Falcons is 43. You know, Falcons offense is kind of a question mark there. Steelers-Bengals, 44-and-a-half. Ravens-Jets, 44-and-a-half. Jags and Commanders, new team this year, 44. Uh, Browns-Panthers, 42. Giants-Tennessee, 43-and-a-half. That's like half the games right there that are totals under 45. Uh, with so many games under there, you know, you can't just cross them all off. Are there any games for you that you're like, I'm not playing anybody from this game. I don't really see very much here. Is there anything you're like, yeah, I'm just going to kind of skip this game and move on? Um... Yeah, there's a couple. Um, I was I was interested to hear what you have to say about your 49ers in that game that has a 40 total. Um, I just I don't know if they're going to run the ball a hundred times or if Shanahan has like this offense he's built for Trey Lance that we haven't seen yet. Like it's a tough thing to figure out because you look at when he was the offense coordinator in, coordinator in Washington. Um, the year they had Robert Griffin, Robert Griffin was really good. Um, it kind of did nothing in the preseason. Then they opened up week one. It was like a completely different offense. Like, oh my God, they, they, he knows how to use a, a mobile quarterback. And it was like, holy crap, this is going to be really impressive and good. And they went to the playoffs that year. Griffin got hurt in the playoffs. So my thought is that he's got a bunch of stuff uh, hidden for Lance that he's going to, and he's going to open up. They, they didn't want him to run in the preseason. They looked really, really vanilla in the preseason. Of course, George Kittle's probably not going to play, so that takes away a weapon, takes away a blocker, and you're like, oh, well, he's going to keep an extra blocker in then. So I don't know. It's one of those things that uh, it could go a couple ways. I think they're going to run the ball a lot, though, but I think he's going to have some plays uh, written up. As, well, as we get into receivers, um, 
I'll talk to you about Brandon Ayuk and how much I like him this year. So I think that, uh, you know, my play is probably to uh, to sprinkle some things here and there, but not go too heavy until we see what's going to happen, especially with some weather there. But, um, yeah, I just uh, – like Browns-Panthers was the one for me. Like aside from Christian McCaffrey, I'm like, I think I'm probably going to watch those two often to see what we got. I think McCaffrey's the only guy there that I was even remotely not crossing off. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you with that game. Uh, McCaffrey, we'll get into it when we talk about running backs, but yeah. – He's probably going to, you know, he'll be a pretty popular cash play and rightfully so. But other than that, yeah, I'm not, I'm not looking at anyone else in that game either. Like, like I love DJ Moore and anybody's listening to this knows that, but like, I'm going to see what happens with Baker first. There's so many receivers. I mean, I think from a, from a roster build standpoint this week, it seemed to me that you can get cheap at any position if you really want to. We're going to talk about options, uh, but there, I think you can, if you want to go heavy running back, you can go cheap receivers. If you want to go heavy receivers, you can go cheap running back. You can get really cheap quarterback. You can get really cheap on a tight end too. There's, there's a tight end under 3,000 that I think is playable. There's a quarterback at 5,000 we're going to talk about. So I think a lot of this is roster build this week. I think you can you can get expensive guys in if you want to. It's just a matter of you know which position you want to go cheap at. Yep, exactly. There's a lot of flexibility. And yeah, there, yeah there's a lot of flexibility. And you're not, you know, I don't know, punished for – you're not going to be punished for trying to do something against the grain because there really is no standard construction this week. Like yeah. you mentioned, there's – there's cheap plays at every position that could end up uh, being a great play. And then that would be the construction that you would want. So, yes. yeah, I think you'll see, you you'll see next week will be the chalk week when guys go off and their prices don't adjust that much. Week two is usually the chalk week, but let's mm-hmm. get into players. But first, a note from our sponsors at Hoffer. Hoffer proudly brings you fantasy sports in your complete control. Goodbye are the days of salary caps and house-based games. Instead, say hello to simple fan-made custom contests on Hoffer. You, get, you create contests on your own terms. You pick the entry fee, you pick the number of seats, you pick the athletes, you pick the stats, you pick it all. Choose between one of Hoffer's 12 different game plays, then set the basic contest terms and write the multiple choice questions, which can be as easy as more passing yards, Mahomes or Brady. Let your sports and ad- imagination run wild. It's only contests run by fans, for fans on Hoffer. All contests feature live leaderboards to track your progress, progress during the game and full player transparency to see who you are competing against. Unlock a $50 deposit bonus or an additional $10 for each friend you invite. And it's a whole new world the DFS game, and Hoffer is ahead of the pack. So don't wait. Download Hoffer. That's H-O-F-R, and challenge your friends today. So, Ryan, let's do. Uh, let's take a look first at uh, – we'll, we'll go one guy at each position that we think is going to be high percentage chalk. We'll call them the boring plays this week. You know, there's not a lot to talk about. They're pretty obvious. Um, you can sprinkle them in. We think they'll be popular. Um, so let's go with the boring plays. Who you got at quarterback you think is going to be really popular this week? Um, I think the most popular quarterback for cash games is going to be Jalen Hurts. Um, Bolded on my sheet is number one. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's a, it's partly because of the price tag, you know, he's cheaper than uh, a bunch of the the big names above him and the, the elite guys above him. And then, you know, it's a matchup against Detroit, which looks very good on paper and Hurts has the rushing upside that we always talked about. Um, So yeah, I think for cash games, Hurts, Hurts is the play. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. I mean, Detroit struggled stopping the pass in 2021. I mean, I guess the only question is how much will he throw if they get up? But, you know, I think Detroit's going to be uh, – they're going to be tough. I think their team is not going to be give up. If you watch the hard knocks at all, like I think Dan Campbell, you know, they're ingrained that they're they're not going to be a team that's going to fade in the second half of games. They're going to they're gonna keep coming at you, which is, a, which is a good thing if you have the other side on offense. And, you know, with how much will he throw, like they don't really have a stud running back. So, you know, Hurts is that stud running back and score on the goal line. Um, I agree with you there. Uh, mine is an interesting one. It, 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 it's, it's priced really, really low. There's a lot of there's a lot of you can play the expensive quarterbacks, but Daniel Jones in Tennessee is five thousand dollars on DraftKings. Um, 
the price seems insane. So insane that people are going to have to be tempted. Like you can do so much at everywhere else. If you go, you know, he's $2,500 less than these, like, you know, Kyler Murray or some of these guys in the mid range or, or the higher end of, uh, of quarterbacks. He's, and now Daniel Jones has a new off or new coach and it's Brian Dable who comes from Buffalo. Um, he's got a healthy sweet Saquon Barkley. The wide receivers look a little sketchy, but there's a lot of guys that are cheap. You can pair him with. If you go Daniel Jones and like Kadarius, Tony or Wandell Robinson, you could pretty much do anything you want the rest of the position. I think it's going to be a build that people are going to be very intrigued by. I think that Daniel Jones is going to have some ownership this week, and uh, I think it's going to be popular. It's, it's weird to say for Daniel Jones, but it's, it's one of those week one weird things. But uh, at 5,000, I think he's going to get some popularity this week. Yeah, and yeah, it makes sense because, like yeah, like you said, he's so cheap, and he, and he runs a bit too. And then they have some of these receivers that – that people want to take chances on like Kadarius Tony and this, this Wandale Robinson. I think, you know, they have so many guys you'd really, I'd really like for Sterling Shepard to to be out. Um, I don't know. Like I'm I'm, I'm sure Sterling's really happy to hear that. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry, Sterling. But (laughs) I I see like Kadarius Tony, you know, it looks like he's going to carry some, some ownership at least early on. And, it seems pretty risky to me. I don't. I don't know if he, as chalk. I like Kadarius Tony. I think he has a lot of upside. But if all their receivers are healthy, I don't know. But I, I don't disagree with you. Like uh, it looks like a great spot. Those those price tags are great. Yeah, you just scroll and you're like, oh, look at all these guys in the five thousand. You're like, oh my god, five thousand flat for a guy that we know is going to play. We've seen play has some rushing upside too. I'm not a Daniel Jones fan, but he can run. He's pretty fast. He can score a touchdown on the ground too. I mean that uh, that adds a nice uh, a, a, and some nice stats in there. But uh, let's go. Uh, let's go running back. Give me a guy that you think is kind of a boring play this week and will be will be popular. Mm, I mean, I I hate to just you give me the easy one, but I guess I got to start with McCaffrey. Uh, he just, he projects from a point per dollar standpoint, he projects as the best running back, basically anywhere you look. And, you know, it's because he catches all those passes. And it's also because, um, we're used to seeing him over nine K 9,500, the matchup against Cleveland, you know, Cleveland does have a good defense. Um, but I think, you know, the fact that they're starting Jacoby Brissett uh, will be another little bump to McCaffrey. Uh, you know, the home matchup is is okay. Um, they're, 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 I don't know. The last I saw, it was like a pick them. Um, I, I, I didn't check the spread today. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just makes sense. McCaffrey and cash games just makes sense. Uh, he, he's going to be popular. I think for tournaments, he's a great candidate to fade. And then I'll let you talk about, so there's a lot of running backs, um, sort of in this mid range and quite a few of them that project pretty well. Um, it's, it's hard. It was hard for me to pick one. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to know what you think uh, after McCaffrey, a little bit cheaper. Yeah, so we'll obviously talk about all those running backs here in a bit. But in terms of the chalk boring play, um, mine's going mine's to be way down low at 5,600 as Travis Etienne in Jacksonville. Uh, playing against the Commanders, um, I just think like you look at this guy, and it's, one, it's a weird week. We have week one where actually like, you know, season-long drafts matter. People are like, Oh, I took this guy in the second round. I have to play him at 5,600. Like Travis Etienne goes regularly in the third round of any kind of any, all these high stakes drafts, um, sometimes late second, sometimes late third, but somewhere in that range about uh, 30 to 35. 5,600, I think it's a perfect time to use him because we don't know that James Robinson is 100% yet. Like that may be a timeshare at some point, but got to like Etienne this week. It's a, it's a good projection to be a close game. Uh, full PPR and DraftKings really helps Etienne. He's going to catch the ball out of the, out of the backfield. They have a new coach, you know, most importantly. Uh, Urban Meyer was an utter disaster last year. It was like um, maybe the worst NFL coaching job for a season we've ever seen. And they get Doug Peterson now, who obviously was very good in Philadelphia. 
you know, had some moments of, of good and bad, but, you know, knows how to run an offense. I think, uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be good this year. I, you know, we, people forget this is like a can't miss easy. Number one, like tank your season kind of guy to get. So I think that, uh, you know, the, 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 the sketchiness with, with Meyer last year, how bad it was, you know, blurs that a little bit. Um, Travis Etienne was awesome in college at, at Clemson before he got hurt last year in Jacksonville. So I think 5,600, I think people that have been drafting all year, it's going to be so easy just to kind of scroll down. You're like, Oh, 5,600. I'm going to take that. Um, I think it's gonna make him pretty popular this week. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with you about the Jags. You know, anyone, uh, anyone besides Urban Meyer is an upgrade. And, <laughs> yeah, and agreed. And yeah, Tre- Trevor Lawrence with another year and a new coach. I mean, you'd almost certainly expect this team to get better. And yeah, Etienne, uh, the type of running back with home run upside, uh, big big play upside. So yeah, it makes sense. And like you like you mentioned, this is. This might be the week because you don't want him to be sharing with Robinson. Um, but, you know, maybe this is the week where Etienne's more of the guy. Speaking of running backs, we have a joke in the chat. Someone's asking if you think uh, Tra- uh, Cam Akers will retire. <laughs> I don't think he's I think he's retired quite yet. But if I drafted yeah. if I drafted Cam Akers, um, I'd certainly be concerned about uh, about three carries and Darrell Henderson getting 13. That was not uh, not ideal. Uh, Cam Akers, three carries for zero yards is a good way to start your season. Quick, uh, uh, quick question for you, Scott. While we're sure. still at running back, um, yeah. I'm seeing a guy that's. It looks like he's going to be in some people's cash game lineups. Uh, he's popping in the projections, and it's a guy who never really does well when he's the chalk. Saquon Barkley. How how do you feel about him at Tennessee? You know, all the reports have have you know been promising out of camp. They say they're going to use him a ton. They say they're going to throw him the ball. Uh, and we know how talented he is. The price tag's cheap. I'm just I'm seeing him pop out as as a running back that's going to be one of the more popular ones. Love him, love him. I had uh, if you if you could see my sheet here, I have Barkley and ATN. I picked ATN just because I want to pick two Giants back to back. But uh, I think Barkley's going to be really, really highly owned too. I think 6100. Everybody's been he's been drafted. I mean, talk about someone that's gotten popular in the offseason. Uh, you know, Barkley was like a mid second round, then an early second round. He's a first middle first round pick in every draft now. I saw. Um, Chris Liss of uh, old Rotowire fame. I took him seventh in his prime time yesterday. So he's like, and actually like set his draft so he could get him at seven. Cause you know, if you go to nine or 10, he might go before that. So picking up a lot of steam is going to be used a lot. Um, I do think, I do think he'll be very popular at 6,100 also. Um, okay. What about receiver? Give me someone that uh, you think is like, as you're scrolling down, you're like, ah, that's boring. That's, that's easy. That's gonna be popular. Um, I have two, but uh, give me, give me your one. So uh, see if you take one of mine. Yeah, I have a couple. It's it's hard not to start with Michael Pittman. Uh, that was 5, mine. Five <laughs> hundred. Yeah, uh, that's just pr- that price is that price jumps off the page. Maybe more than any price in this slate. Yeah, you know, he, you said it. The the price just jumps off the page. He he's the number one receiver on the Colts. You know, they supposedly have an upgrade at quarterback now in Matt Ryan over Carson Wentz and. You know, Pittman has a nice floor and also a big ceiling. You know, we we see him with huge games all the time and the, the matchup, you know, they're, they're big favorites against Houston. So, yeah, I think he'll be a popular cash play and rightfully so. Um, what about you? I know he was one of yours. Who, who yeah, else he, was, he was my one that I, I couldn't believe as I scrolled. I was like, and you talking about, it. again, I know that drafts don't matter for what happens week one, but people that play DFS also play season long. Pittman's been going in the middle of the second round in every draft. Like everybody's going to see 5,500 and be like, oh, against Houston? Like that's easy. So it'd be the people who don't play him are just fading him for like game theory. But I mean, he's going to be on a ton of rosters. My other guy, 
a guy who I love, a little bit more expensive and a little bit later in drafts is Amon Ross St. Brown at 6,100. Um, it's interesting to me because I think, A, he's a good he's good for just playing him on his own. The price is 6,100. Uh, he was unbelievable to finish the year last year. He had five top 10 weeks the last six games. We talked about him a ton last at the end of the year. We're like, can he do it again? And he just kept doing it again and again. Should be a ton of targets. Again, the hard knocks bump a little bit. We've seen him uh, you know, on hard knocks in HBO all offseason. But one of the keys for me, and I think why I think he'll be you know boring and his percentage will go up, you talked at the beginning about how many people are going to have Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to be the most popular run back for like Eagle stacks. If you play Hurts and Goddard or Hurts and A.J. Brown or Hurts and, and Devontae Smith or even three of those, everybody's going to be like, who do I want to come back with? You're going to come back with DeAndre Swift or Amon Ross St. Brown. Most times people do like to come back with a receiver because you want a back and forth game. So I think I think St. Brown's percentage just goes up from how many people are going to play Eagle stacks on the comeback. So I think he's going to be very popular, very affordable at 6,100. But Pittman and, Pittman and Brown, St. Brown with the two guys are like, as I was scrolling and kind of building teams, they were the ones that really stuck out to me is like, these guys are not the right price right now. Yep. Agreed. And just to touch on Detroit, um, I'm not sure. What do you think of, you know, maybe if, if people want a less, a less popular run back, um, what do you think of DJ Chark or new addition for Detroit? I, we will, I yeah. Know. We're definitely going to talk about him at cheaper series. I, I actually, I actually like him. If you want to be a little different on St. Brown, maybe save some money and, you know, go with the Eagle stack in the run back. I think DJ Chark as the wide receiver two right now, Javante Williams is not healthy for a while. The, uh, the rookie they, they drafted from Alabama, who's super talented, but not quite ready. I call him Javante Jamison Williams. Sorry. There is a Javante Williams, but uh, he's, he's playing Monday night. But uh, Jamison Williams from Alabama, uh, not ready yet. So Chark slides in that number two role. Don't forget, Chark a couple years ago, again, another guy that was lost in the Jacksonville uh, you know, mess mm-hmm. last year. Jay Chark was pretty darn good in Jacksonville mm-hmm. a few years ago. Really popular and was someone that you know put up a lot of stats. So I think that uh, I think if you want to get away from the St. Brown Chark, I think uh, Chalk, I think that Chark is a good way to do so. Chalk and Chark are way too close of words. Um, <laughs> What about, uh, real quick, tight end? Uh, I have two that jump off the page here, so I'm going to let you go first again because you can't steal both of mine. Um, who do you think is uh, you know kind of a boring guy here that everybody's going to do the roster this week? Yeah, you're, you're making it really easy for me, <laughs> having me go first. Uh, yeah. I briefly mentioned, you know, talking about the Chiefs, but Kelsey's just too cheap here, and he'd be too cheap if they still had Tyreek Hill. You figure without Hill, like, I don't know – I would figure a slight bump to Kelsey's target share at least. And, and, you know, Mahomes already looked to him in the red zone quite often and you got to figure he'll look to him in the red zone, maybe even a little more often. So yeah, I just, it's a really good spot for Kelsey and a really good price tag. So I, I, I have to say him, he'll be popular and, Rightfully so. What about you? Who's this? Who's the cheap guy uh, you were you were thinking of? Appreciate uh, B Vic uh, chiming in with a yo 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 back at you, B Vic. Appreciate uh, you listening. Um, so I have a really cheap. I have like two cheap ones. We talk about we talk about tight ends, but for in terms of popular, boring, um, obviously Kelsey jumped out to me. But Kyle Pitts at fifty seven hundred, I think is going to be very popular. This is someone that has a ton of buzz in the preseason. Um, you know. Atlanta had, does not have a lot of guys to take targets. They have a new quarterback in Marcus Mariota, uh, but Pitts is 5,700. He's been drafted like you know early third round, late second rounds of the draft. He's very popular. People love him this year. Um, you know, the, coming off the one touchdown last year, the the positive regression is like the the, the keyword you hear anytime people, anyone talks about Kyle Pitts. So mm-hmm. um, he's a monster. He's going to be super involved this season. He's going to score more touchdowns. I think 5,700 is the lowest price we'll see him all season long. Yep. Yeah, I agree with all that. I mean, he's just so talented. Um, you got to think positive regression, like you yeah. said. Um, he's I guess a, he's a just a freak athlete. He is. He really is. I mean, he's more like a re- receiver, you know. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some game stacks. We will get into all these other plays and positions as we get there. But let's talk about uh, 
your favorite game stacks. We kind of talked about the the high total games earlier, and obviously, usually these stacks come from the uh, from the you know the high total games. Um, if as you're sitting down, who is like the you know here's my best lineup? What what game stacks are you really going towards? You think you're play the most this week? Okay, so besides the Chiefs, because I'm gonna I'm gonna choose the Chiefs as I guess my chalkier stack. Okay. Um, and then, while you're saying that, since you're on it, do you have a receiver you're going to go to? Is like, yeah, this yeah. Is, the, is it Juju? Is it Hardman? I, I know you talked about Kelsey. You like Kelsey. There, if yeah. you check, if you if you stack Mahomes, are you going just Kelsey? You're playing a receiver with him too. Uh, I I definitely want to have a receiver okay. with Kelsey on all those teams. Yeah, I'm stacking Mahomes uh, in the hopes that he throws four touchdowns, you know, two to somebody, one to my guy, you know, you could even stack them. They're cheap enough where in the bigger tournaments, you could even stack them with another one. You know, we've seen Mahomes throw five touchdowns. You you could, I I think the Arizona offense or defense can be bad too. Me too. Yeah. And I think the Arizona offense can score enough where this could get, I don't think they can hang with them, but I think you get enough back and forth where, you know, the chiefs could score 40 points and all of a sudden then you, you got stats everywhere. Um, since we're talking about that stack, you, I know you, I think you, know, you thought it was a, chalk, a little bit chalky, but who's your comeback on Arizona then? If you, uh, yeah, if you're right. playing, are, are you going Marquise Brown? Are you going with uh, James Conner? Like, what do you, what do you do as a comeback here? Okay. So first just, I'll answer that receiver question because oh, you sorry, yeah. no, 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 it's fine. Uh, it was, you know, it, it's tough in Kansas city. Which one do you pick? Um, about Juju Smith Schuster, I, I do like him and he seems like he, he's going to be the, the popular one, but just assuming he's healthy. You know, this is the guy that, you know, could could be the possession guy, you know, catch 10 balls, you know, score touchdowns. Um, so I do like Juju. And then Hardman and, and uh, MVS is sort of take your pick. I guess yeah. I, I guess I lean Hardman because, you know, you saw a couple times last year when Tyreek was out, they did try to put him in the Tyreek role. So, you know, he can catch different kind of passes, shorter passes, maybe sort of you know, run type plays. Um, they just, it feels like they're going to use him in different ways. And then MVS is obviously the deep threat. So yeah, I don't know if I get, if I have to pick one, I guess it's Juju. Um, but then as far as a run back, I think, you know, it's all going to depend on Rondale Moore. Um, I saw he popped up as questionable with a yeah. hamstring injury. Yeah, I, I don't getting, know. He's, he's getting, he's getting an MRI today. I can't imagine he plays. Yeah. It doesn't sound good. And so that's interesting because Rondell Moore was going to be sort of one of the more popular value plays because, yep. you know, he's 4k and Hopkins out. So, you know, with no Hopkins and with no Rondell Moore, I think Brown and even AJ green, I'd be fine with both of them. Honestly. Wow. Right? The ghost of AJ green is back. It's like, he has to get targets in the yep. spot. And especially if they're losing, and then I'm glad you mentioned Connor too, because now it's not a spot where I don't, I don't know if I'm going to go to this spot, but it's interesting because he's going to be l- the least popular running back in this range, like the least popular one. And, you know, he had 19 touchdowns last year and it isn't crazy to think that, you know, Arizona can go up 14, nothing and Connor has both the scores. And then, you, you know, your chiefs are, playing fast and playing from behind. So that'd be, that'd be nice. If you had a chief stack, I'd love 14, nothing down. That'd be, that'd be sweet. So yeah, James Conner is definitely the leverage option. Um, But yeah, I, I prefer the receivers just straight up. Um, 
But yeah, what what about you? Do you have a stack that I don't know stands out as your favorite? Yeah, I I think I'm gonna go Chargers, and I think this I like this game to be a little bit back and forth. Uh, Herbert's 7600, so uh, expensive, but uh, and Mahomes is 7700, so it's kind of like you know pick your poison which one you want to go with. Um, I with him though, I really like Mike Williams this year. 6600, I think we saw a breakout season for Mike Williams. I think this is gonna be another step up for Williams. Um, I, I I'm a big Keenan Allen fan, and we talked about a lot. He's 7,000. I think I go Williams 1,600. I think Williams has the bigger ceiling. And I'm going for the stack in a DFS tournament. You know, I want that ceiling. And it, it's interesting because you you have options to come back with. I think that Devontae mm-hmm. Adams, is the, he's the most expensive wide receiver. I don't think he's going to be popular this week. I think that he's just so expensive. He sticks out. I think people just very easily drop down like, oh, I'll just play Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase instead and save 300. Save 1,000. I mean, it's, it's 1,000 from Adams to Jamar Chase. It's, uh, you know, what uh, – Debo, 7,400. Nobody's going to have Debo this week. Um, Tyreek Hill, 6,800. I think there's just a lot of guys. You're like, I just, I'm not going to pay anyone for for Adams. But I can, I want to get Christian McCaffrey in. So I think, I think Adams will be, will be low percent this week, which is nice as a run back. But Hunter Renfro works also. If you want to save some money, he's 5,800. Um, what he was, was he the, like the wide receiver 10 last year? Like he had a really good year, really solid. Carr loves throwing them. It'll be interesting how they mix in Devontae Adams and how this works. I mean, Carr and Devontae Adams obviously went to college together. They're good friends together. It's a story this week. They almost died together on a rafting trip. Like we talk about Stafford and Cuff having breakfast. Like you, you almost die together. Like what kind of bond is that for, <laughs> for target share right. right there? So I think that uh, we're going to see a lot of peppering Adams, but I think this, this game just gives you a lot of options. And on that note, like I think based on that, you got to think that Austin Eckler among the running backs can be a really low percent owned to. I think a lot of people can go to the passing game in here. Everybody's going to see Eckler at 8,200. You're like, well, C-Max right there. Um, I think Eckler sides this week as a a really interesting leverage guy too. Yeah, I think you were spot on with all that. Yeah, Eckler seems like he's going to be single digits. And then I think you hit on a great point with with Devontae because – uh, Charger stacks are already tough because Herbert and his receivers are expensive. Yep. They become even more tough if you try to get Devontae Adams in. So, so it will, you know, it causes people not to want to do that. Uh, the Agreed. thing about this week, though, you have cheap value to to do it to to do it without sacrificing too much. So, yeah, I mean, everything you said is just perfect. That stack will not be quite as popular as it should be based on the game total and who these players are, just because. So uh, they're all expensive players in the stack. Yeah. Good and I point. think a lot of people would just be like, well, I can't afford Adams. I'll just go to Renfro. So I think that it's just an easy, like if it was Adams and nobody else, like they got to get a force it, but it's so easy to go to Renfro. I think people just do that. So I think you're right. I think Adams will, uh, I think Adams and Eckler are both in this game, expensive, great players that will not be, not be highly rostered. Um, any interest in this Bengals Steelers game? Uh, Joe Burrow is cheap. Joe Burrow is sixty four hundred. Uh, T Higgins is sixty one hundred. T Higgins really good. Um, that's an interesting cheaper stack. I mean, that saves what that twelve hundred five hundred. That saves seventeen hundred from the, like Herbert a Herbert Williams stack. I mean, that's a lot of money just to go down to Burrow Higgins. Chase is seventy one hundred. Same price essentially as Keenan Allen. So we talked about stacks. You look at Kansas City, like uh, you know Burrow's thirteen hundred less than Mahomes. Uh, Higgins is cheaper than Kelsey. Like you can save some money here i know you know it's pittsburgh defense pittsburgh defense is supposed to be pretty good you know bounce back for them they were uh they did make the playoffs last year but they were kind of a mess at a bunch of times you can come back with an expensive guy in deontay johnson you come back with a cheap guy in george pickens uh any interest in the in the Steelers Bengals game uh yeah tons of interest oh, uh the, the way you feel about justin herbert is pretty <laughs> much how i feel about joe burrow nice. I, I love these Bengals. uh i think again they're only going to get better um and you, like you mentioned, they're cheap. Um, Burrow is a guy who should be 7K, and that's probably where we're going to see him. Uh, and yeah, you know, Chase, 
He's got a ceiling as high as any receiver in football. Yeah. We saw those huge games. We saw huge games from T. Higgins in the playoffs, uh, coming off a big game in the Super Bowl. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, re- I really like Cincinnati. You know, you mentioned the matchup. You know, the matchup, it's not the greatest, but it keeps people off of Cincy a little. You know, that's all part of it. And, um, you know, Pittsburgh, it's uh, – sorry, I thought I froze for a second. Anyways, um, they're not the team they once were. So, no, I'm not afraid to target them. As far as who I would run it back with, this George Pickens looks really talented from a few things I've seen in the preseason, a few highlights. Um, I know he would have been drafted much higher if he didn't have that ACL injury uh, his final year at Georgia. Um, So, you know, and now that they have Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, uh, it's not a slate where I want to spend salary on any of his pass catchers. So, no Devon or no Deontay for me. And Deontay's Deontay might not play too. If he doesn't play, everybody's gonna have Pickens at the price. Oh uh, yeah. If he doesn't play, and then yeah, everyone would have obviously right. I, it'd be hard not to. Uh, and yeah. it, you'd have to look at Claypool, uh, obviously. Uh, I know that happens as well. It's, it's uh, been such a nightmare for me timing him, but yeah, you, you're gonna have to do it. I know. Um, so yeah, it's just probably not Deontay, but uh the other guys, yeah. I mean, this it's a cheap stack, so we didn't like uh, we didn't we didn't do a show after the Super Bowl, but man, I had every T Higgins prop in the Super Bowl. That was a beautiful day. Awesome. Yeah, I, had, yeah. I had touchdown. I had like longest catch. I had yards over. I had everything, and it was that, that seventy five the seventy five yard touchdown was a just a just a thing of beauty. Yeah, I actually funny you mentioned that. I I I hit a couple single game parlays in, in that Super Bowl, and T Higgins was in all of them. That nice. was great. I don't bet much NFL. But I actually bet the Bengals money line all of their playoff games, so it, w- it was a nice little run. They were underdogs for for three of them, almost took it down in the Super Bowl. But yeah, I just I love the Bengals. Uh, I love Joe Burrow. I think he's going to win Super Bowls. So yeah, I, I'm on this team. Um, you 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 must be on the podcast because Rotowire Soccer just weighed in with a let's ride in the comment section. I love it. <laughs> someone someone got my joke at the bo- at the beginning of the of the podcast. So I'm happy to hear that. Welcome, Scott. What about? You give give me a stack that's like not one of these most popular stacks. Is there any you know sort of yeah? Where are you looking in these other games? There is. So the, this is like a tournament play. You know, if I'm uh, getting a little a uh, little spicy, got some multi entries. Um, New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston, fifty three hundred. Uh, Michael Thomas. Who the heck knows? But give me some Chris Olave at forty five hundred, and then you can come back. We talked about Atlanta. They only have two guys going to throw the ball to Drake London. And Kyle Pitts, like it just the target share should be huge. Who knows how Mariota plays, but I don't hate Mariota. I think that he's going to be okay there. Um, Drake London, I think is I, I have my wide receiver list down. I think he's forty five hundred. Kyle Pitts at fifty seven hundred. I actually, I, Jameis is not who he was an NFL quarterback, but as a fantasy quarterback, people forget he forces everything in, and that comes with a lot of interceptions. But fine, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rooting for the Saints or betting the Saints. I'm, I want Jameis to throw the ball in the tight windows. He had, th- he had that year. He had thirty interceptions. He also had thirty plus touchdowns. People forget about mm-hmm. that. They had some crazy games where they were uh, they they threw the ball a bunch in Tampa Bay, where you know Evans and Godwin went crazy, and we you always forgot which one was which. But he always throws the ball. Um, I just think it's a sneaky stack in terms of you can get you can get expensive everywhere else. You can play you can play Winston Olave and either Pitts or or London. You can spend anywhere else you want to. You go fifty three hundred quarterback, 
4,500 receiver, and then Pitts and London are both pretty cheap too. Um, you can really get interesting there, and I think it's, it's a way to get really different and not only play McCaffrey, but play McCaffrey with another big running back or with one of the big receivers. You can play McCaffrey and Justin Jefferson. Um, I just think that's a stack that nobody's going to have that I think could get a little interesting, a little spicy. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And like you mentioned, look at the young talent on each side, London, yeah. Olave, Pitts. I mean, yeah. Those are the type of guys you want to take a chance on before everyone's on them. So, you know, like you mentioned Jameis. Yeah, I think no one will, no one really wants to roster Jameis, but they forget that if he has some weapons and and you let him throw a little bit, he can put up those huge games. Absolutely. Any other quarterback stacks you want to talk about real quick before we get to running backs and receivers that you're like, yeah, this can get really interesting and low percentage. Uh, we talked about Trey Lance a little bit. How do you feel about him? He's 6,000. How do you feel about him uh, this week? Yeah, you know, I think you made some some good points when you talked about it briefly. Um, a f- game with a 40 and a half total or whatever it is now, it's usually not one that, yeah. that we're going to target. But, I mean, the what, what's the 49ers total? I don't know, 25 or something similar to these other teams. Uh, you know, if they yeah. dominate, I don't know, like... I'm not going to go there, but I'm just trying to make a case for it. Um, yeah, one my, my problem is if they dominate, they're probably going to hand the ball off a hundred times in the second half. And I think they're going to play really well on defense, but you know, Lance could run for 80 yards and a touchdown too. And suddenly that, that floor at 6,000, like everything yeah. else, everything he throws for is, is gravy at that point. So, um, and I kind of like, you know, if Kittle was out, I, I almost wouldn't mind that because, you would sort of know who to pair Lance yeah. with, you know. I mean, Agreed. you could pair him with Ayuk or Debo, and just that's it. Just move on. Um, and we talked before, right? Seventy four hundred. I don't think anybody's going to have Debo this week. If you're going to play a receiver, they're going to they're going to go with Ayuk, or they're going to go with somebody else in that range. I don't think anybody's playing like Debo by himself. So I think seventy four hundred. He gets uh, he he's pretty lowly uh, rostered this week too. Um, yeah, I agree. And then there is there is one other stack. I'm not sure if I'm going to use it, but I do think it could it could win someone a tournament and that's uh Lamar Jackson, just because, you know, he could be the slate's highest scoring quarterback. Um, you could see them, you could see them blowing out the jets in this spot. We've seen the the Ravens do that before. And they have Mark Andrews, who's the basically the same price as Travis Kelsey. And, you know, Kelsey's going to be more popular, but we saw sure. monster games from Andrews last yeah. year. I mean, so it's not going to shock anyone if Andrews is the top tight end on the slate. So, yeah, if you, you know, and this is a stack where you don't have to run it back with any Jets. Obviously, you can, but um, you could just sort of go for a Ravens blowout and, you know, pair Lamar with someone. I, I don't mind that. Yeah, I really like that. I think we might have like chip on the shoulder narrative with Lamar this year, too. They haven't, he has, he's, uh, he's did his deadline of today to sign a new contract. If he doesn't sign, I think you may see a pissed off, okay, uh, you didn't sign me. Here's what I got. I'm going somewhere else kind of season, which we like from fantasy angles. Um, Trevor Lawrence is uh, 5,600. I, I think this is one that I'm going to watch for a week, but I've uh, we've said a couple times already, um, I'm throwing out last year. I'm throwing out the Urban Meyer season. I really like him with Doug Peterson. He is clearly talented. People forget just how dominant a prospect he was. I mean, he was, like I said, a tank the season kind of guy for um, – I really want to watch this one. I think he's going to be really interesting. he got Christian Kirk there now. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting mix to see how they look this week against Washington. Um, I think it's probably watch for a week for me, but I actually bet some props on Trevor Lawrence. Um, I, I have him over 22-and-a-half touchdown passes on the season. I really like that. I think that's a really low number. I know he had 12 wow, last year. Yeah. This, this season is going to be totally different. Um, I actually took him uh, head-to-head more passing touchdowns against Lamar Jackson, too. Um, I love Lamar Jackson in terms of, like, passing touchdowns. I think uh, I think Lawrence has more this year. So let's talk I about like some – go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, I like that. 
Let's talk about some other positions, but first a note from our sponsors at Vivid Seats. Hey, football fans, get your jerseys on and your tailgate snacks ready. That's right, NFL season is back, and so is your chance to score tickets with Vivid Seats. Download the Vivid Seats app or visit vividseats.com to see your team's schedule, compare tickets, and secure your spot in the stands. As the only ticketing company with a rewards program, Vivid Seats is the winning app for NFL fans just like you. Earn credit when you buy 10 tickets, then cash it in to catch more games all season long. With tickets from Vivid Seats, you go from watching the game to being a part of it. Go to vividseats.com or find us in the App Store to browse unbeatable seats. We'll see you in the stadium. Also, a note from our sponsors at the Blue Wire Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, Ryan, expensive running backs. We talked about uh, – we kind of referenced at the at the top. We talked about McCaffrey being popular at 8,500. We talked about Eckler not being popular. Um, what do you think about the other guys this range? We have a lot of guys that are over 7,000 this week. I know that's kind of a big range, but Jonathan Taylor, we haven't even talked about yet, the number one pick in, in a lot of drafts. He's 9,100 and at Houston. Really nice game script there. 
Derrick Henry, nice game script there, 8,600 there. They're a six-point favorite against the Giants. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon. Uh, Kamara and Mixon are 76 and 7,100. Nice prices there. Uh, there are a lot of playable guys in this range. You know, a lot of times we get bye weeks and and uh, you know primetime games a lot. We have like only three expensive running backs to pick from. We've got like seven this week. Uh, aside from McCaffrey, who I know you like, uh, who else are you are you considering this week in this in this range? Yeah, it's so tough. You can make a case for all these guys. For um, sure. I guess I'll. I guess Derrick Henry is who I sort of uh was thinking about at first and it's just it's just because he's the same price as McCaffrey and probably going to be uh McCaffrey might be four or five times uh higher owned uh so you could get some really good leverage there um it's a it's a pretty good matchup um I don't know you know we don't know the Giants are probably going to be better but I know they're banged up uh, on the line and they, they gave up some really big scores to running backs last year. I don't know, you know, Henry can do it to anybody. Um, so, you know, there was nothing that jumped out at, at me, but he's sort of who I settled on. And it's one of those weeks where I'm, I, I mentioned at the start, like where if you have a, uh, I don't know, a lean, or if you really like somebody, I mean, just go, go with that because, you know, other people don't know more than you do this week. Uh, anything can happen. Basically just pick your guy. I don't know who, who stands out for, for you. These, these top guys, you know, I might not go there that much, I guess is the answer because I like these six K guys and maybe some cheaper guys a little bit more. Yeah, I do too. I, Henry's interesting because I think we forget just how much they fed him earlier in the year last year before he got hurt, and he was getting he was catching passes too. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, you know if Rabel wants to really lean on him again, or they are they are they ease off a little bit because of the fact that he had the injury. But and I mean he's I, and I think Jonathan Taylor same thing. Like I think Taylor will be much less owned than uh, McCaffrey will too, and he's ninety one hundred. But man, Indy has a twenty seven point implied total. Like they have one of the bigger implied totals on this whole slate. I know they don't have the biggest total, but you know, they're eight, what, eight point favorites against Houston. Uh, you know, Houston's not going to, I'm not worried about Houston really stopping the run. He had 2000 total yards last year and 20 touchdowns. Like Jonathan Taylor's an absolute beast. Nice game strip. Um, and I think we'll be a spot where uh, you can afford him if you get cheap elsewhere. And I think that everybody's going to be like, Oh, I'll just pay McCaffrey for $600 less. Play McCaffrey while he's healthy is like the, the narrative everywhere. So I do like Taylor a lot too, as a, as a way to get a little different. Um, if I'm going cheaper, I think that Kamara and Joe Mixon uh, are both underpriced and both playable. Uh, I really like Mixon, 7,100. Uh, this should be a nice game trip. Pittsburgh, who knows where they are this year, but they could not stop the run last year. They allowed 4.9 yards per carry, which is not a very Pittsburgh thing. You got to think they focused on that, but you know, you still need the players, still got to do it. Um, we talked about how much we like the Cincy passing game. I think Mixon's a way to maybe get a little different there, too. He had 1,500 plus total yards and 16 touchdowns last year, and kind of, you know, not that loudly either. He's kind of everybody talks about Burrow and Chase and Higgins, but Joe Mixon was really good last year. I think 7,100 is just too cheap. So I'm going to try and find a way to get him in some lineups, too. Yeah, I really like Joe Mixon. Yeah, um, I totally agree. In this, in this, same matchup last year, he had 32 touches against the Steelers. I think he rushed for 165 yards. Uh, so, yeah, that, that defense is notoriously better against the pass, and uh, the Bengals destroyed them on the ground last year. Yeah. Uh, and we've got a week. It's a weird week where there's not a lot of huge favorites. Like, Cincinnati is one of the bigger favorites. It's a weird survivor week if you play elimination or survivor. Like, there's no obvious, like, oh, 12, 12 point home favorite. Like, take him. There's, there's 10 home underdogs this week, which is, mm-hmm. which is wild. A lot of the really good teams are on the road to start the season. 
You mentioned uh, mid-range running back. Let's go like let's call it like I don't know five thousand to seven thousand. You can yeah. stick you can stick Damian Pierce in there at forty eight hundred if you want to go really cheap. But uh, you mentioned you like some guys in this range. Who are you considering as your strongest plays in this range? Yeah, you can make good cases for a lot of these guys. So I do like Barkley, like you spoke about, and like we mentioned before. But um, I really like Aaron Jones. Um, I think that he's not going to be quite as popular as he probably should be. Um, I I think I'll go farther and say, I think he'll be, I think he'll be not popular this week. Okay. And I think that without Devontae Adams and with Rogers having, uh, these rookie wide receivers, you know, a banged up Alan Lazard. I mean, I see lots of catches for Aaron Jones here. Um, so yeah, it's, it, yeah, that's, that's where, that's where I'm going to take a shot. I think Aaron Jones is going to catch a lot of passes this year. And I think, uh, people are going to start to play him more and uh, I want to sort of be on him first if I'm right. Um, yeah, I just think, I think they're going to use the running backs a lot in this matchup against the Vikings. Um, I, uh, I really like that. And I think he's going to be overlooked for two reasons. One is, um, DeAndre Swift is 6,800. I think people like DeAndre Swift and Barkley 6,100. A lot of people are going to play Barkley. So I think he gets lost in that mix, but I think it's, it, you know, like I say, it's draft season. Everybody loves AJ Dillon and drafts too. So I think you've got like, if you're going to be like, Oh, Jones 6,700, why am I going to play a guy 6,700? That's going to be splitting times in the backfield. But I think your point about catching passes is the key there. Um, you know, if he kind they kind of use him as the, well, you know, we're inside the 10 and I can't throw to Devonte. Maybe I'll just kick it out to Aaron Jones. We know that Rodgers is going to want his touchdown passes. We know that he audibles off of runs to passes in the in the red zone. We, he, he loves to get his stats. Um, I think the pass catching, especially in a full-point PPR, um, that's a really good point with Jones. I, I like that, and that's a, I think that's a, a guy who will not be, not be chalky this week at all. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Jones, you know, he caught 61 balls last year. He caught six touchdowns. You know, he runs all kinds of routes, and that was all with Devontae Adams. So, I don't know. I just – I for sure see a bump in his – in his receiving this year. Yeah, um, that's, I, think, uh, that's, I like that. I think Dylan uh, is playable in tournaments too, um, just because he's cheap. You know, he's got a lot of touchdown upside and even he's going to catch some more passes. They were using him in the passing game last year, a little bit too. Um, he's 50, 5,300, right? Yeah. yeah. What about you, Scott? Give me somebody else. Uh, you know, we mentioned Etienne, we mentioned Barkley. Who, who else do you like in this range? Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, so why I'm not probably playing the 49ers receivers is I do like Eli Mitchell this week at 5,400. I think it's going to be, I think Shanahan wants to run the ball this week. I think he wants to get a lead. I think he wants to let Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead eat on defense and run the ball. Eli Mitchell's 5,400. I get that he was injured in the preseason. I get that he's injury prone, but this is not season long. We only need him for one week here. Uh, he, when he was healthy last year, he averaged 20-plus touches. They leaned on him when he was healthy. Maybe maybe that's why he got hurt. Maybe they won't do it. But, you know, I know everybody's like, oh, they got so many running backs. Yeah, but, like, they have Jeff Wilson and Jordan Mason and um, Ty, Tyron, Ty Davis-Price. None of those guys are like, oh, they've got to get them 10 touches. I think Eli's going to touch the ball. I really like the fact that he has a running quarterback. Like you have to play the run with Trey. Like when they go run option, you have to you have to designate a, a defensive end or a linebacker to make sure that Trey doesn't run the ball near end for fifty yards. It just opens up spots for uh, for Mitchell. We've seen it with Lamar Jackson with his running backs. Like even Mark Ingram was good with Lamar Jackson because there's just holes there. There's just spots when you have to you have to designate a spy or a player to the quarterback. It just is one less guy that can tackle the running back. I think it's big. 5,400. Um, there's gonna be a lot of weeks. I'm going to want to play Eli Mitchell until he gets hurt. But in DFS, you know, give me, give me that salary. Give me one week at a time. If he gets hurt mid game, that's a week that I'll get burned. But you know, where season long, I get that. I get that concern. 
in DFS, I think he's a perfect play at 5,400. And I think he's going to be less rostered than ATN right there at the same price. And I think it's a, it's a really good spot for Mitchell in a game where the Niners want to run the hell out of the ball. Yep, I, I agree 100%. Actually, it's a really good spot. Just to piggyback just a little bit, that, that game might have the biggest mismatch in the trenches of all the games. You have the Niners defensive line, which is great against the, the Bears offensive line, which might be the worst in football, one of the worst in football. Um, so, yeah, you can see a blowout here, and you can see Mitchell with three touchdowns and, you know, like a 28 to 10 game or something. Yep. Yeah, I really like that call. Last guy I want to ask you about in this range, um, and he just seems so underpriced, but I'm worried coming off the – he's got the injury in the preseason. Najee Harris is a first-round pick in every draft. He's $6,400 this week at Cincinnati. Um, game script is bad. They're underdogs. He has the injury, but, man, they leaned on him in such a big way last year. He caught passes. Granted, Big Ben can only throw the ball five yards. So that helped to throw the ball to running back. Um, any Najee Harris love at 6400 The price seems really low, but I'm just not someone that I'm on right now. Yeah, the price seems nice, but I'm with you. You know, I'm on all these other guys that we just talked about. Um, The Steelers offensive line is probably going to be pretty bad again. Yeah, it's just, no, not somewhere I'm going to go. You you know, you can't play everyone. You got to make some cuts. There's one guy that I wanted to ask you about, though. Do it. Um, It was a guy that I was thinking about taking a chance on, but, you know, it seems risky, and it's this Damian Pierce who was named the starter for, for the Texans. Do you have any thoughts on this guy? Yeah, I mean, he's 4,800. He's really cheap. Uh, the, the game script's a little scary. You know, Indy's uh, one of the bigger favorites on the board, but uh, he's popular in drafts. I got, he's looked great in the preseason. Like, he, you talk about preseason clips and, you know, they mean nothing on Twitter, but like the dude looks like he has some bursts to him. Um, you know, obviously uh, an interesting player. I think that he's going to be pretty popular. Like if, if people go with a really cheap running back at 4,800, he's going to be the guy. Um, with that in mind, I would pivot the other way. I'd actually go Chase Edmonds instead at 5,200. Um, I'm a little worried about how, how carries are split in this backfield with him and Mostert, uh, but he's 5,200 in a game that I think they're going to win. I think New England's going to be bad this season. Uh, they're, they're an underplay for me in total wins. He's 5,200. Um, I think they're going to be up in this game. I think they're going to beat New England this weekend. So if I'm going to go uber cheap and I'm going to go down here, I'm actually going to go Edmonds over Pierce, but uh, I think Pierce will be definitely more popular. Yeah, I agree. I agree about New England. They're an underplay for me as well. I like yeah. the Dolphins in that spot. I do too. Um, so let's talk about receivers. But first, a note from our sponsors at Monkey Knife Fight. Football is officially back on Monkey Knife Fight with all the NFL action you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, we've got plenty of that also. On Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. It's easy to play, easy to win. Daily fantasy player props. Join now at MonkeyKnifeFight.com and get your first game free. Then use promo code. RWNFL, like Rotowire, RW, RWNFL to get your first deposit match instantly up to $100. So, what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. So, as we've talked about stacks and stuff, uh, Ryan, we've talked about most of the expensive receivers, uh, but the guy we haven't talked about very much is maybe the best receiver in football. Justin Jefferson is $7,800 this week against uh, Green Bay. He did have a 170-yard, two-touchdown game as Green Bay last year in Week 11, but no Jair Alexander in that game. Jair Alexander will be playing this game, uh, one of the top, uh, I'll just call it top three or four uh, cornerbacks in the entire league. Uh, Adams is 8,100. Jamar Chase, we talked about 7,100. Debo, 7,400. There's not a lot of receivers in this range. Uh, If you had to pick one uh, to play this week, if you want to go up somewhere, where would it be? 
I'm going to say Chase. Can I say Chase? Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's a 7,100. Okay. I think that that, I mean, a thousand less than Adams. Like I go to Chase every time. Yeah. So in about Jefferson, you know, I, I love Jefferson just yeah. as a player. Obviously, I think we all do. Uh, great player, huge ceiling. And uh, as far as the price, I think for the most part, we're going to see him over 8K this year. Um, but it's probably just a spot that I'm going to be under on this week. Um, you know, I'm a Packer fan. I like Jair <laughs> Alexander, you know, and, he, and I mean, he's, I'm not a Packer fan. Jair Alexander is really, really good. Yeah. And, and Jefferson's going to be popular. So, you know, I, I know he's a good play. I know uh, he could have a huge game, but I'll probably just go elsewhere. Um, what about you? Who, who's your favorite expensive receiver? Uh, my favorite expensive receiver is probably Chase, but probably to go in the mid range a little bit. I really like a lot of guys in the in the six thousands, the five thousands. Uh, if I'm going to play anybody up here, the guy who's interesting to me, and I think nobody's going to have him is Debo. And I think if Kittle doesn't play, that Debo becomes really interesting. I don't think Kittle's going to play. By the way, that groin injury. I think he got it on Monday. Didn't practice Wednesday, Thursday. We'll get some more injury reports this morning. Uh, we're doing this on Friday morning, so like we don't know if he's in practice today. But I just think that. I think he's not going to play. It's week one. I don't think there's any reason to risk it. I think that I think that Kyle Shanahan thinks they can beat uh, Chicago without him. You know, he'd rather have him have him on the field. Of course, he's very important to the offense. But I just don't think you risk him in a game like this, especially with maybe a wet field. So, um, yeah, I think Chase is my favorite in the range. I just at seventy one hundred, I think he's underpriced. But let's we talked about him, but let's talk about some of these these cheaper guys in the six. Let's go with the six thousands first. We talked about T Higgins earlier, sixty one hundred. I think that uh, we we both really like T Higgins. Uh, who else do you like in the 6,000? There's a lot of guys in this range that are going to be do well early on and be in the 7,000s. There's a chance to get them now. Is there anybody like that, that you want to kind of get on now before the price gets up? Yeah. Um, you want me to go first? Yeah, okay, go first. Yeah. Because I, I love A.J. Brown. He's 6,400. Uh, we talked about Jalen Hurts earlier as being uh, you know the, the chalky play. I was like, well, I looked at him like, well, I'm going to have to play him with Brown. I'm sure he'll be like 7,000 or 6,400. 60, like, I love AJ Brown as a player. The only concern is, you know, how much will they pass? We don't know how that's going to work, but by all accounts, the reports, uh, him and Hertz get along well. They have good chemistry in, in training camp. Um, he probably has a lower floor than maybe some guys in this range, but I think he has the highest ceiling in this range. I like, I like his ceiling more than, than Jalen Waddle and Brandon Cooks and Terry McLaurin and Marquise Brown. Like Marquise Brown's interesting with, you know, with the other guys hurt, but I think in the 6,000 range, I think AJ Brown is the, you know, get the guy that could score two touchdowns and have 135 yards more than the other guys. I just, I love the ceiling here. I think he's underpriced. I think he's going to have some big games this year. Uh, it'd be, like I said, the floor is probably a little bit lower target wise than the other guys, but man, the upside's huge. I love AJ Brown this week at 6,400. Yeah, me too. Um, probably the guy I would have chosen. Just so talented. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm glad I went first and I stole him from him. Yeah. Ho- hopefully Hertz can, hopefully Hertz can get him the ball. Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah. I, li- I like, I like Higgins. We mentioned that, um, love you know, too. Uh, Marquise Brown is a guy that I wasn't going to play. Um, but if Rondale Moore is out, he just makes sense in my chief stacks. Uh, so I, I would go to Marquise Brown. One guy I wanted to ask you about just in general, it can be for this week. It can be, you know, how, how do you feel about the season? But, you know, w- what's up with Tyreek Hill? You know, new team. Tyreek Hill in yeah. Miami now, one of the most explosive players in the league over the past few seasons. I mean, what's going to happen in Miami this year? Under 7,000 this week, too. He's 6,800. Like, and that's a good point. Like, the reason I don't really want to play expensive receivers, there's like five guys in the 6,000s that I like. I mean, we talked about, talked about AJ Brown. I just talked about, we talked about Elmon Ross St. Brown earlier. Mike Williams, I love this week, too. That's like 
and T Higgins. That's four guys in the 6,000. So um, Tyreek's interesting to me. I think Miami's going to win that game, but I kind of want to see this offense for a week first. I want to see, uh, I, I wonder if two is actually going to underthrow him on some deep balls. It's going to be frustrating and like, Oh, that should have been a touchdown. Uh, we've seen that in camp. We saw that in some clips that uh, Miami's put out, um, but 6,800, I wouldn't begrudge anybody for playing him. It's just that I like Williams Brown Higgins, uh, Williams, Mark, uh, uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown, AJ Brown, and Higgins in this range. Like there's, there's three Browns in this range, but um, I just, I'm going to be mixing and matching my lineups with these guys in the 6,000. There are four receivers I really like this week. So I just probably won't get to Hill. Not that I don't like him. It's just that I, I like other guys more in the range. Yeah, me too. What about the 5,000s? We've got, uh, we talked about Hunter Renfro earlier. We talked about Drake London earlier. He's 5,000. Uh, we talked about Ayuk a little bit. He's 5,200. Uh, is there anybody else in the 5,000 range you like? There's a guy that I do really like in here, but uh, I'm going to let you go uh, Let you go first on this one. Yeah, there, there are a couple guys. Um, well, one, uh, I'm on the Juju Smith-Schuster train. I already said that. Besides him, um, I like Christian Kirk. Um you know, I don't know about this week, like you said, but yeah, top top target for Trevor Lawrence now. Uh, they they gave him some big money. Uh, yeah, expect him to see a lot of targets this season and catch some touchdowns. And yeah, I don't know. Kirk looks good to me. Uh, I I I didn't want to say Brandon Ayuk because I thought you might, but I don't know who who are you thinking in this range. So I, I do like Ayuk. I think the key with Ayuk is you're going to have to – we play him. There's going to be some weeks where it's not a lot. They're going to run the ball a lot. But, man, with Trey Smith – Trey, Lan- Trey Smith. Trey Lance's arm and ability to get out of the pocket. The key – I think the key what I've seen so far with Trey is that when he gets out of the pocket, it's not like go and run. It's to get out of the pocket to throw, which I really like. Like you see the really, the really good running quarterbacks. Like the first thing they do when they get out of the pocket is look to see if someone's broken open, and then they take off after that. You know, maybe someone like Lamar takes off because he could be a 40-yard run, but someone like Mahomes or Allen, like they get out of the pocket and they throw it deep. We saw it last night with Allen. Like get out of the pocket and hit digs deep on that bay. I think Lance is – I mean, obviously I'm not comparing Lance to those guys at all yet, but he does that in terms of he gets out of the pocket and he looks for someone. I think Ayuk is going to be that guy that's going to be breaking out deep. Debo is going to be, you know, the intermediate guy breaking tackles same with Kittle when he plays I used to be that guy that sneaks deep and I think you're gonna get big plays you're gonna have some weeks that are that are bust too but you're gonna get some big boom weeks so 5200 uh yeah I think that's very playable the other guy I love in this range at 5300 right above him is Rashad Bateman with uh with Lamar He's playing in the Jets Bateman's the clear wide receiver one I know they have Mark Anders so he's probably not target one but he's target two Hollywood Brown had a 25% target share last year. Like mm-hmm. that, that is gone. Like that's a big, big, big gap. We're gonna have to fill out. You can't double them. You've got Andrews there. Someone's got to play the Lamar run. I think Bateman's gonna have one-on-one coverage all season long. 5,300, I think, is the lowest we're gonna see him. I think he's gonna have some really big games. I like him as a player. Um, he's obviously really talented. He, you know, when he came up, when he got drafted, everybody loved him. It was a little bit bumpy, but I think now we're now we're there. The second half was better last year. 5,200, I think, is just an underprice for a guy who's going to see a lot of targets from a good quarterback, a quarterback who likes to throw the ball down the field. Um, I think Bateman at 5,300 is a, a really good play this week. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. This is exactly what you want for Lamar. Like, yeah. a clear-cut number one, like, target. I and mean, there's yeah. really no one else behind him, like you mentioned. And Mark Andrews probably actually helps Bateman. Um, I think so, so too. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more there. Yeah, I mean, you have to roll a safety or a linebacker to, to Andrews. You can't you just leave him on a leave him on someone one on one. I think Bateman just runs free. Like I said, you you have to play the run with Baltimore too. So uh, let's get cheap on receivers. We've uh, let's get forty five hundred and below. This is a range where there are a lot of guys. We usually uh, you know and I struggle to you know, we find like two or three we like, but it's hard to find guys in this range as the season goes along. 
guys break out, they get out of this range. They get in the 5,000, they get in the 6,000s. We talked about Kadarius Tony as 4,100. Uh, should be a nice game script. They're underdogs against Tennessee. We talked about George Pickens at 4,100 uh, for the Steelers. If Deontay Johnson does not play, everybody's going to go to George Pickens at 4,100. But who else do you like in this range? Who in the uh, the low fours, the high threes, uh, are you finding yourself uh, wanting to play this week? Uh, we've already talked about Tony Pickens, so leave them out. We know their plays. Who yeah. else do you like in this range? Um, I think you could take a shot on Paris Campbell. Uh, 3,300 for the number two wide receiver in a really good matchup. You know, we mentioned Michael Pittman is going to be, you know, very chalky and Michael Pittman's a great play for, for 5,500. You know, is anybody going to be surprised if Paris Campbell catches a long touchdown for 3,300? Um, so, you know, I think you can go there if he's going to get five or so targets for that price. Can you, uh, um, you talk to me about the, the Packers receivers? You're a Packers fan. Yeah. Uh, Romeo um, Romeo Dubs is 3000. Christian Watson is more expensive. He's like 5000, right? Um what are you thinking for the for the Green Bay receivers since you're the Packers fan? Okay, yeah, very good question. Well, first of all, the Alan Lazard news is huge it, yeah. it, at least for me. Um if Lazard is out, I'll be willing to take a chance on these guys. Um the rookies for sure, Watson uh or, or Romeo, but you know, if if Lazard plays I see this as, and you know, I think it's going to happen quite often, at least early on, where Rodgers is just going to spread it around. I don't know if I'm confident in in the, you know, it. Yeah, I, I don't have a guy that stands out as a guy I think is going to see ten targets or is going to catch seven or eight balls. If, if Lazard is out, I'd definitely be willing to gamble on some of the other guys just because you know one of them will have to do it. Um, but if they're all in there, it, it's it's tough for me to pick. I might I might go somewhere else. Um, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? So let's say let's say Lazard doesn't play, um, and then you're like, well, someone's got to catch passes. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's the back to back MVP. They're going to throw the ball. I think he just go dubs because he's 3,000. Like, I think even Watson's 5,100. Watkins is 4,700. Like, if Lazard's out, I think I just go with the the min price guy and just play it that way. And, and with the thought that I don't know who he's going to throw to, I can't figure it out, but he's going to throw. Like, give me the guy who's 2,000 cheaper than anybody else. I'll use that money elsewhere. Yep. Nope. Me too. That's exactly what I would do. Uh, and because he's 3K, you don't need him to do like as much as you would need. Yeah. Uh, uh, Watkins or, or Watson or, uh, Sammy Watkins, Watkins yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's just one long touchdown. So yeah, I agree with you. Uh one more guy in this in this range. Um this rookie for Washington, uh Jahan Dotson for 3400. Yep. He seems seems like you could gamble on him. He seems talented and you know, they don't have they don't have he's he's running alongside Terry McLaurin. Um I don't know. Seems okay. Matchup against Jacksonville is okay. Yeah, it's it's a really fun range with the rookies. You've got Wandale Robinson is three thousand, Dubs is three thousand, Dotson's thirty four. You just mentioned him. Sky Moore in in Kansas City, another guy that makes us thirty eight hundred. Alec Pierce in Indies thirty nine hundred. Like th- th- we're gonna see guys in this range that, that are gonna break out these first four weeks and gonna be in the in four or five thousands. But you know, it's hard to know with these rookies who's gonna really step up. And we talked about Pickens also. The other guy I like in here is Josh Palmer in in the charge. If you're gonna play a Chargers stack and you want to go maybe. One of the pricey receivers, Allen or uh, or Williams. I think you can go Josh Palmer at thirty eight hundred for just a cheap part of this game. You know, you, you probably need him to catch a big a big touchdown, a long touchdown. But he's the clear wide receiver three uh, in in Los Angeles, and you know you've got uh, you know 
he's uh, tied together with an elite quarterback. And whenever I can get a cheap guy down here who's tied with an elite quarterback, it's always a play that I like to make. And 3,800, uh, I think, is very workable. If you want to get a cheap part of the stack and you want to not go Williams and Allen, I think you go Williams and, and Williams or Allen and, and, and Palmer and get pretty interesting too. Yep, I like that. What about uh, what about tight ends? We've kind of hit them all as we've gone along here. We talked about Adams. We talked about Kelsey being popular. We talked about Kyle Pitts. Is there anybody else here? Yeah. I've got a couple of cheap guys I want to talk about, but uh, you know we've talked about the expensive guys. But what about the cheap guys? Okay, yeah. So I'm I'm anxious to hear who who your guy is under three k. Um, as far right. as just above just above three k. Um, I'm hearing some talk about Irv Smith, uh, and you know it makes sense. Uh, now that he's healthy and, uh, he's like the number one guy now, uh, you know, very cheap, uh, new, new coach, new offense. Um, so Irv Smith makes some sense. I think, um, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? So I, I, I think that makes sense. I think you've got a couple of guys in the 4,000 range too, that are interesting. Uh, you've got Dallas Goddard and TJ Hawkinson who are really good players. If you wanted to pair Hertz with somebody uh, and you want to go, maybe uh, you want to go AJ Brown or Devonte Smith, you could go with uh, Dallas Goddard. I just think it's going to be hard in this range. Cause I think that I don't know how much Philly's going to throw. So I don't know how many of their pass catches you want. Um, Cole Komet is a name that I think is going to be popular this week. I think in terms of the under 4,000 guys, he's going to be probably 3,700. Uh, we talked about how the Niners make it up in this game. Like they're going to, the Bears are going to have to throw. I think Komet is the, is the second target. Uh, you know, you don't really want to be tied too much to the Bears offense, but 3,700, I think it's a nice way to get a cheap piece of a team that's going to be throwing a lot. My guy under 3,000 is in Baltimore, who I think there's a lot of talk that he might be the third target in this offense besides Anderson Bateman is Isaiah Likely. He is twenty five hundred bucks. Um, has gotten a lot of buzz in the preseason. He had like one hundred forty four yards and a touchdown or two in the preseason. A lot of talk about him. Every, every time anybody asks him, everybody says, "Oh, he could be the third target." Which is like, if he's twenty five hundred, like in a third target with Lamar Jackson, like that's a you know who knows when the regular season starts. It might be like, oh, well, we're gonna go, we're gonna go with our guys, and he's not gonna play that much. He's the second tight end behind Anders, but I think you can have a lot of two tight end sets. I think they like that anyway. Um, it's a punt play. It has a lot of risk, but I think it has some legit upside, which we rarely talk about with tight ends for 2,500. So I think if you want to go punt down here, get expensive elsewhere, I think Isaiah likely, I think he'll have some ownership this week too. I don't think he'll be, uh, I think he's not going to be, uh, I don't know. He's not gonna be high, but with all the other yeah. tight ends, but I think he's going to be, he's going to have some ownership. We usually get 2,500 guys that nobody plays them. I think Isaiah likely is going to be, uh, you know, on the more popular side for a punt play this week. That's yeah. That's really interesting. I'm going to think about that one. That Lamar Bateman, likely stack yeah. is is pretty cheap actually it's, um, it's cheap and you get you leave andrews out but you come back with like elijah moore on the jets or uh who you know it's interesting enough like we're like oh well, joe flacco's playing joe flacco was really good with elijah moore last year elijah mm -hmm. moore was better with flacco than he was with uh, with zach wilson mm -hmm. so um i'm not yeah, yeah. it baltimore jets is like do i really want to play 100 guys from that game but i mean we're talking about a week where there's only two uh two high scoring games you could play those guys and then get all the expensive guys in the other game if you wanted to and you it's a, kind of an interesting way to go yep i agree and you get lamar who has you know like you said earlier has as much upside as anybody on the whole slate mm -hmm. probably won't be that popular yeah isaiah likely 2500 there you go I like uh that. Ryan, we gotta we gotta play a defense. We gotta it's, it's part of the rules in DraftKings and Fanduel. You gotta play one. Uh, I think you and I usually try and find the you know the the least bad cheap one is maybe the best way to put it. Um, 
it's hard to sometimes play expensive defense. Maybe this is a week you could do it this week if you wanted to. We talked a lot about the Niners and the defensive line versus the Bears offensive line. I mean, you got to think that that Bosa and and Drake Jackson and, and Armstead, uh, you know, those guys eat pretty well this week. But they're forty one hundred. They're not cheap. Uh, what are you doing on the defensive side this week? Yeah, I, I am a normally a cheap defense guy. Uh, I think paying up for defense though is is always a pretty good move for tournaments just because people don't like to do it. Yeah. And when your defense scores you 25, that's just, it's such big leverage when nobody plays them. Yep. Um, from a cash game perspective, the most popular defense is probably going to be the commanders, uh, 2,500 with a home matchup against Jacksonville. It, again, it just makes sense because they're at home and, and it's a, uh, you know, it's against Jacksonville. Yep. Um, I think, you know, you might not like to hear this, but you could take a chance on the Bears. Uh, they're only twenty two hundred. I, I don't think that's a crazy play. I mean, we talked yeah. about we talked about Trey and his upside. Like he clearly is going to have some hiccups and it's going to be a roller coaster. Uh, yeah, among, right. among teams at twenty two hundred, like he could throw a pick six pretty pretty easily. Exactly. Like of yeah. course he could throw a pick six. Of course, you know he runs. So of course he could fumble. You know for a yep. scoop and score. Um, yep. That that type of stuff happens. Um, I don't know. What about you? You. You had a, a hot streak with defenses, I remember, last year. Are there, are there any ones uh, who, who sticks out for you? So if you're going to go expensive, I do like the Niners. I just – I don't think the Bears can block them. I mean, you know, Justin Fields is elusive and he can get out of the pocket, but I just – I think Nick Bosa is going to win defensive player of the year. I think Nick Bosa is going to play dangerously with 20 sacks this year if he stays healthy. I just think he's unbelievably fit right now. I think he's ready to dominate. So I do like that. Um I think the Colts are interesting too. The Saints are interesting. They're both expensive. So I think there's a lot of choices up there. If I'm going cheap this week and I'm like, you know, I need to save a thousand bucks here to get someone in. Um, I really like Miami this week. Uh, 2,600 oh, home yeah. home favorites against uh, New England. Uh, I'm not a Mac Jones guy. I think that uh, they protected him a lot last year. If Miami gets up in this game and Mac Jones has to throw, I really like the, the chances of Miami making a big play. I think they're going to get after him. I think they're going to rush the quarterback. Um, I think Miami's defense is a little bit underrated. I think Miami as a team is a little bit underrated. I think a lot rests on Tua and how he, you know, how he plays the, in this in this year. But I, I do like Miami as a team. I, they always give New England trouble. They always give Belichick trouble, even when they were the elite Tom Brady years. Like the Miami always gave them trouble. They play them well. Um, I like Miami. Twenty six hundred would be my my cheap one. I think Washington uh, is going to be popular too. I think the Bears are going to get some some ownership too. I think going against a I'll call Trey a rookie quarterback is going to be at twenty two hundred is going to be people people go to. But uh, if I'm going to go in that range, give me the Dolphins against uh, against Mac Jones this week. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I didn't realize how how cheap they were. I'll definitely. Yeah. beyond some dolphins too at that price uh if, if anyone wants to get you know a little bit more contrarian because of the price tags you know never mind targeting like mitch trubisky with the bengals or maybe targeting jacoby Brissett with the panthers you know just yeah. defenses that no one's gonna play in that range look to target bad quarterbacks um you know in these in at least i think this the opening weeks especially week one sometimes you might see some ugly football sometimes it favors the defense yeah. um so, so just you can take a chance on any any of these defenses that seem like they're in a good spot. It's a really good strategy point too, because and you, you they're, they're, both those teams are stuck in that weird middle range where you're like, why am I going to play them? I'm just going to go up to the Colts or Niners, right. but, you're, but you're also like, right. why am I going to play this defense? So I can just go down to a team in the 2000s. So right. we always we always see that like 2800 to 3500 range, like nobody plays those teams unless it's an obvious one, and that's a really good call. I think that uh, you know going against Trubisky, going against Jacoby Brissett is probably never a bad thing. Both those teams are both those teams are home favorites, and we always like that with the defense too. You you get up in the game, teams got to force the ball, they got to throw the ball in the in the second half, and. Um, yeah, I like those plays. Those are, those are two good ones that I, I think you're right. Nobody's going to have them. 
Awesome. Anything else on your mind here for week one? I feel like we've, uh, for week one, I feel like we've kind of hit it pretty well and kind of uh, talked to all the guys we like. And I think as we talk through it, there's a lot of plays that I, I like more than I thought when I first looked at the slate. Yeah, no, that was pretty comprehensive, I think. I'm yeah. excited to gamble and watch some football. I, I agree there. What? Uh, so what, you're, you're, in, uh, you're in Europe, so what time, like Packers, Packers yeah. Vikings is, is the one o'clock game for me here. So it's like eight or nine o'clock for you then? Yeah, it's it's tougher being over here. So the noon game start at six, and then yeah, the Packer game will be nine thirty. So okay. you know, not not too bad. I've got you know a baby babysitter set up for for the kid. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna be out all night with friends watching the games. Making so are there games. are there like there are bars that are like football American football yeah. oriented where you can go watch games. And they're set up for that. There's nobody nobody getting mad because you know you didn't put you didn't put tennis or, or soccer on or something. Yeah, there is. And I think we're, we're taking it a, a step further this year. Oh. We, we found a casino that's got every game and a oh, ton nice. of TVs, like a really nice casino, a lot of space where we can have our laptops and yeah, just a, a perfect spot really. So I, I'm excited. That's awesome. And I, I don't want to say you do, but you can, you can bet on games legally there, right too? Absolutely. That is beautiful. I love it. So that's, a, that's actually not bad. So, you know, Packers Vikings starting at nine 30. That's actually, that's not too bad. That's, that's going to be fun. fun. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be fun. This uh, this afternoon slate is great with Packers, Vikings, Cardinals, Chiefs, and Raiders, Raiders, uh, Chargers. Like yeah. the three best games are all in the afternoon. There's only four games I say, but they're all three of those four are really good. The morning slate's a little rough, but uh, I think with nine games and having football, we're just, we, that's all we're gonna care about is there's nine games going on at once, and I'll be watching the Niners game. But uh, that afternoon slate lines up to be really fun. Yeah, I can't wait. Beautiful. Well, thanks everybody for listening to the Roadwire Fantasy Football Podcast. We do appreciate that. We appreciate the people commenting in the chat during. We appreciate anybody watching live. Obviously, if you listen to the audio version, we appreciate that too. If you could please rate and review the podcast, it does help us a lot. Uh, you know, people finding the podcast help us a lot there too. You want to follow Ryan on Twitter? He is uh, his name is on the screen there, but he's uh, at Ryan Belongi, which is B E L O N G I A. I am at Scott Jenstead. I apologize for some of the baseball talk last month of the season. Then I'll be fully football on Twitter, but uh, during the during the football games on Sunday, I'll be talking football for sure. If you want to ask us any questions, fantasy, DFS, season long, whatever you want to do, uh, we're happy to answer there. Uh, if you want to ask any soccer questions, Ryan's got to talk to you on that one, so uh, we appreciate that. Anyway, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll be at you, back at you every Friday morning throughout the football season. We're very much looking forward to it. Hope everybody has a really good week one. We're back at you next week. Take care. Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.